Welcome to Bugs and Beards, the podcast home for everything fly fishing and fly tying. Kick back as we sit down and talk with some of your favorite fly tires and fishermen while we discuss with them the tips and techniques they've learned on the river and behind the vice so that you can use those lessons learned to make your time more effective. Hey everybody and welcome to another episode of the Bugs and Beard podcast. A really cool episode bringing you today. Um, before we get into it, we'll try to catch up here a little bit. Uh, this is Sean. I'm talking to you. And Pat, how's your week been going this week? Icy. Yeah, it's been icy here. I'm this tired week. of the ice. It's cold. Yeah. We could have skated down my driveway. Oh, man. You ought to see my driveway. Oh, it's my. atrocious. Mine was bad. Uh, luckily, I have two kids because I, I did <laughs> fall down on it and I was kind of chewing out the wife for it for making me go out there after just having back surgery. But. Yeah, that could be bad. That yeah. could be bad. I fell down, and I was like, that's it. I got two teenage boys. They're, it's their turn. Get some. Yeah. But uh, the one day, my oldest son, his girlfriend, came, and uh, she came over to the house. She had to park up at the top because the road was all icy. She couldn't get her little focus down the road or whatever. So she got down on her knees and just scooted on her hands and feet, pushing herself oh, <laughs> the whole way down the driveway. How'd she it get was back up? Uh, I don't know. She's still living here. Well, she's not living here, but yeah, she's here all the time. <laughs> She'll probably come in while we're here. So your your driveway is steep. Yeah, it was bad. Mine's flat, but it's there's there's probably an inch of stuff on it. Yeah, it's crazy. Yeah. Anyway, we got a cool show today. Since I didn't really have anything going on either, just tying a bunch right now. But uh, we got a cool show today. We're gonna talk with Dan Collins. How you doing, Dan? Good. How you doing? Not too bad. And uh, Dan is a local, well, kind of local guy, about an hour away from us here at the studio. But um, he's an insta-famous kind of guy, I guess you could say. (laughs) But um, one of the things we're going to get into today is one of the big things that he did last year, and that was caught a fish every day for 100 days. Yep. That's tough. That's impressive. That's a lot of fishing. Yeah. That's a lot of miles. That's impressive. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And that is every water condition possible. Yep. And what were your hundred days? What like when did they happen? What months? Uh start. I think it started June fifteenth. Ended around the end of September. You didn't even do it in the easy part. You no. Think? Yeah. yeah. You humped her in the heat. Yeah. yeah. Just a lot of brook trout fishing, but it ended up being one hundred and seven days. Wow. Yeah. Wow. That's a lot of fish. Yeah. That's impressive. Yeah. Well, yeah, brook trout that that could help you. A lot with your stream conditions. Just water temperatures are cooler in yeah. the small streams, so that's why I would stick to those more. Yeah, and that makes a little bit more sense, too. Like, it would have been extremely hard to do that April, May, and June. Yeah, with mm. you know, all the rain we had. Yeah, all the rain mm-hmm. we had. So, so, how did you, like, how did you find a time? Uh, nearly single. So <laughs> nearly <and> single, <laughs> newly. Oh, newly, newly single. single. So what? Okay. <laughs> what? What any guy would want to do, you know? Yeah, a lot of time. That's true. <laughs> yeah. I, whenever I saw that you posting about that, I was like, yeah, he's got to be single. There's no. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Either, either was or he is now. <laughs> yeah. 107 days, you will be. Yeah. <laughs> but how many miles did you put on? Did you ever calculate that? No, I I didn't. No, that would be very interesting to yeah. to look at there. Did you, uh, did you? Where was the furthest you traveled? Just to catch a trout, or yeah, uh, 
Well, Pennsylvania, we're lucky because you don't have to go very far. Exactly. Uh, I I was at college in Mansfield University up north of Williamsport, and uh, just to just the the closest wild trout stream is like fifteen minutes. So I would just bounce down there every day. Right. And that that's half hour drive every day. That, that added up some uh, wow, that would have some some gas there, but uh, something to do. And so, how many in your hundred and seven days did you? count how many fish i i have it on my phone um most days i would go out and catch one or two yeah you know it was definitely becoming a chore yeah to oh. do to do that uh but i don't know i i kept track of every single trout i caught uh throughout last year i think i had 157 total trips with uh around 1200 trout caught nice. wow, nice. so but a lot of those days were just catching one Right, fish to keep the streak. Right, they were getting used to seeing you. Yeah, <laughs> they were. Hey, here comes Dan again, guys. <laughs> that jig again. Just, just bite it so we can go home. Yeah. <laughs> so, did so if you're fishing the native streams and stuff, you didn't have a lot of. I, I was just thinking about the weather conditions and you know the muddy water and. He had some of that. That time of year. Yeah, I definitely did. There was a few. Uh, you got a good rain. Those will come up real quick, but they do go down just yeah, as fast. Right. Uh, so, yeah, muddy water, just trying to use a black woolly bugger or a squirmy worm or something in a slow hole. Okay. How I'd adapt to that. but Kind of coincides with our last one. That's why I was getting to that. Yeah, one of our, our last podcasts we put out was about fishing muddy water mm -hmm. and uh, how – we have come to really like fishing the mud. I do water. like it as well. Yeah, yeah. I love it. And uh, you have such an element of surprise on the yep. fish. And there's a lot of, you know, bonuses to fishing the muddy water. But mm -hmm. plus, you're usually the only guy on the stream. Yeah, that's what I like about it. Yeah. And it's like the fish are really aggressive, too. Yeah, they're in, really they're in feed yeah. mode. Some of my, my, my best days on the water have been off just coming off of rain when the water's a little muddy. Yep. No doubt. Yep, yeah. that's exactly what we were saying about in the podcast. I'd rather go those days than go crystal clear. Yeah, oh, well, for sure. Crystal clear days are just yep. not productive, not very productive. No. So to to catch that many fish, what was probably your most popular fly? Uh, just throughout the summer, just a green weenie or, or, or something like that, just a, a, a big bulky dry fly, okay. like royal wolf, fishing, oh, for, fishing brook for brook trout a lot. Yeah. Um, but any just little nymph, waltz worm or something would, would normally get something going. Yeah. So you was telling us before we started here, you're into the comp fishing too. Huh? Yes, yeah. Okay, how did you get into that? Uh, through Rich Ferreira. I I think I started three years ago doing them. Um, but that, through Rich Ferreira, um, that's really who took me under his wing, kind of showing me stuff, and then yeah. I just decided to get into it. Yeah, Rich is a great guy. We had him on the podcast actually. One of our first podcasts, yeah. we had Rich on. Rich is yeah. awesome. Yeah, he's awesome. He's I love a cool Rich. guy. Good guy. You're yeah. kind of cool. You're laid back, kind of relaxed. He was just, he was Chill. so nervous. <laughs> <laughs> he, he does get a little nervous. Yeah. But he's very knowledgeable in, oh, in yeah. fly fishing, especially the competitive stuff and yeah. all of that. He knows a lot. And yeah. I've messaged him about different products and different things like that. And, yeah, he, uh, he goes the extra mile to get you answers. If he doesn't yep. not have the answer, he will find that. That is very true, yeah. Mm -hmm. And so. ever since I was younger, I, he w 
I'd be time flies like in fifth grade at, at gym sports center in Clearfield and Rich would always be there and I'd be like, look up to Rich and yeah. what's Rich tying? And I'd tie that and, and he would always reach out and help me and, and everything. So is that when you got your start in fifth grade? Uh, so I guess I was around nine or 10 years old, just tying in my grandpa's basement. Uh, kind of no, my dad fly fished a little bit and they kind of, I was just really on my own right. to, to do everything. Just go out, catch a brook trout and then eventually just go to spring Creek and try to really learn how to nymph and do stuff like that. But right. nobody was really teaching me how to do it other than just watching some YouTube videos here and there. That's a hard thing. YouTube videos is, it's great for tying, but it's hard to learn yeah. to fish from yeah. a YouTube video. Yeah. I, I'm more hands on yes. learning. So, so, it's good to kind of get the basics down, but you really just got to go out and, and right. do it yourself. Well, even reading a book, it's the same thing. You yeah. can read it four or five times, but mm-hmm. like you said, you got to get out and practice, try it, and not necessarily their way is going to work for you. Yep, yep. So. so much of it, especially competition-style fishing, so much of that is feel yep. over, uh, I don't know how I want to say it, but it's more feel than it is knowledge. It's Yep, yeah. It's something that you can't learn from a book or on a video. Correct, yep. So that's what makes competition tougher and fun. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. But uh, so you got an early start then because a lot of guys, that's pretty young for nine years old. That's yep, yeah. Pretty young to get into it. But uh, nobody, you just kind of learned on your own then? Yep. Wow. Yeah, just, I remember I bought, I think my parents got me like a $20 scientific angler combo from walmart right and it came with this orange probably 16 inch diameter ring <laughs> and i'd be in the yard tying poly yarn onto my tippet and just trying to cast into it for forever and then going to catch bluegill and stuff at yeah. a lake and well i will say one thing that that kind of start so many of the younger people in the sport right now especially the competition sport like you're how old are you by the way 22 22 i mean you are a young guy in the sport mm-hmm. A lot of the young guys in the sport come straight into the competition end and don't have the experience of throwing a ring out in yep, the yard and yeah. practicing and, and don't have the cast and that mm-hmm. kind of stuff. And yeah. So that is definitely a, a bonus to to your fishing ability. Yeah. 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 The more the more tools you have in your bag, the better off yeah. you are. It's you, good to yeah. be well-rounded. Very yeah. true. Even that, wet flies, dry fly fishing – I think almost everybody starts dry fly fishing, mm-hmm. bluegills, or even trout. Yeah. And if you can get into the wet flies and stuff like that, I mean, well round yourself and have more tools going into it. Yep. Because even on a nymphing rig, I have put wet flies above my point fly and did fairly well with that. Yeah. Well, I mean, when you put it up there, it's in a merger. I mean, you're, yeah. mm-hmm. you're imitating it the same, but... So you also got a YouTube channel then. Correct. So tell us a little bit about your YouTube channel. Uh, so it's called Hard Way Outdoors. Uh, I think I started it in the end of December of 2011. Uh, so nine years going, com- coming on nine years possibly doing that now. Yeah. I do a lot of fly fishing and a lot of deer hunting, trapping, ice fishing, whatever adventure I'm on, I'll, I'll try to film it. Right. Um. But yeah, that's that's been fun doing that and and getting to meet uh, so many great people through that. And mm-hmm. People come up to me while I'm fishing and, and recognize me. I <laughs> I can't believe it. It's crazy, isn't it's it? It's really people are so very very kind about it yeah. and and so 
I don't know. I'm just very thankful for the support that yeah. and growth I've had. Uh, but yeah, that's nine years, I think, I've been doing that. That's about the same amount of time. I think I started in the beginning of 12. Mm-hmm. So that's about the same amount of time that I've been in it. And I know, ex- and Pat's seen it too. Like, we'll be fishing in New York, yep. you know, five hours away from where I'm at yep. from home. And guys will come up to you on the stream and say, yeah. hey, how you doing? Yeah, I yeah. like you're watching your videos. That's awesome. It's crazy. Yeah, I think the craziest one, though, is my friend Ryan. He would, I had him in a few fishing videos, maybe two or three. Yeah. And he was fishing in the Outer Banks on a pier. And a guy came up to him and said, hey, I watch your YouTube videos <laughs> to my friend Ryan. Uh, but it was my video that he saw him fishing on for, like, trout. And yeah. And they were fishing on a pier for, for whatever <laughs> in near North Carolina. Yeah, it's great. It's yeah. a crazy world we live in, and the reach that you have. Did you ever watch the analytics and yeah, stuff on your they're, channel? They're neat to watch. Yeah, it's fun. I, it's just, I don't know, hundred pe- people from different countries mm-hmm. watch, but I can't believe it. People yeah. from Australia comment on my videos. Yeah, I, I, for me, I've got a lot from Europe area, mm-hmm. uh, Ireland, England, that area with the wet fly guys yeah, and that yeah. kind of stuff. So yeah, it's it's wild. Yeah, it really is. But I don't I don't know probably. I remember one of the things, because I've always been a wet fly guy, and uh, I tied a couple wet flies, and this one guy started messaging me, because he was an older fellow and uh, loves to swing wets, and I did a video on swinging wets, mm-hmm. and he commented, that's the way I've done it for 50 years yeah. and stuff. It was just cool to hear yeah, it's really, from somebody so yeah. far away. Yeah. But uh, how about you, Pat? You got any questions for him on... Oh, I'll get there. I was just, <laughs> no, you're just, I was just thinking in. back, you know, he's telling that story about his buddy, and I get that a lot. You know, I go out to Pittsburgh. I've been different yeah. places and have a whole singer hat on or my sweatshirt <laughs> or a T-shirt, and That's people awesome. come out and they're like, hey, man, I love your videos. I'm like, I'm not Sean. <laughs> and they're like, oh, I still love your videos. And I'm like, I don't even have videos. <laughs> yeah, it's cool. But you got the beard, you got the garb, and they're like, hey, they're showing. Yeah. <laughs> we'll have to get a podcast shirt <laughs> so you can. Hey, do. stickers. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I guess I just got to order them. <laughs> but I got them made. I just got to order them. So maybe we'll have them for sale on the website at some point soon. Yeah, there you go. So if you're interested in the sticker, stay tuned. <laughs> <laughs> no, I do. I do love your YouTube channel. Thank you. I've been watching it for. Oh, probably five or six years. That's awesome. Thank you. I like it because it's well-rounded. There's, I love the hunt. I love the fish. Trap. I've trapped now for 20-some years. Mm-hmm. And I love just being outside, regardless if I'm fishing or, you know, as long as I'm outdoors, it's I'm just happy. Yeah. Happy being outside. Yeah. I'm the same way. So one of our earlier guests was uh, Backyard Angling Guys. Yep. And uh, great guys, and actually their dad was my teacher back in high school and stuff. Yeah. But uh, they do a lot of the same thing that you do. Yeah, I, I've met uh, Dan. Yeah. Uh, I'm bl- drawing a blank on the other name. Um, his brother. Yeah, Dan and his brother. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and I'll think of it here in great, a minute. Great, amazing, yeah. nice guys. Like, they're awesome guys yep. and very knowledgeable and, and very make some awesome videos. I wish I could edit like those guys but yeah very nice guys yeah, they got great editing skills how do you how hard do you find it to video yourself uh yeah you're a self-filmer too yeah it's it's miserable like carrying yeah. a tripod on the stream and and everything uh but 
I I enjoy it. It's nice to look back on. Uh, it's like a some people keep like a journal, right? You know, I, it's, that's my journal. Is I can look back. Oh, video what? Diary. So my yeah. a video diary is basically what it is. But right. but self filming is a pain. Uh, but here's what it is. So what would be what would be your favorite video you have? Oh, there's a lot of good videos. <laughs> I I that's tough. I I I personally like hunting more than fishing. Right. Uh, a lot of people can't believe that, but uh, the probably the video where I shot my my first buck with a recurve that was like probably one of the greatest moments of my life. And oh, I, I got on imagine. a video, and that was probably it. That was in 2014. So yeah, that's a cool one. Yeah, I I uh, see. I kind of struggle with the on the stream videos. Like, it's so easy. You, I mean, you can see you can see, but our, our podcast guests can't. Right here is my studio setup mm-hmm. for my YouTube channel. And it's so easy to sit behind that desk, turn two cameras on and shoot, and yep. everything goes like I want it. And if it doesn't, you just cut it and edit it. Yep, yep. But it is so hard on the stream to get the fish to cooperate with you. You're right. Yeah, and it's tougher on my cameras. I've I've lost nine cameras. Nine in, cameras in the water. Wow. <laughs> in the Ooh, water. Man. Okay, Wait, we yeah. we've lost one. That was it. Yeah, Up in I, New York one year, dad lost a Nikon, a nice actually a nice Canon, but but yeah, we lost one and I can't imagine nine. Yep. The wind is my enemy. Yeah. Blows yeah. a tripod right over. Well, if I if I'm self filming, the camera's always on the bank. Yeah. Yeah, I, I try to keep it on the bank, but there's just sometimes I, I want that angle yeah. and put the camera in the water and I just sacrifice it and pay the price. Mm-hmm. <laughs> wow. So do you, have you ever got set up and I'm gonna film this today, this blah 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 and get set up, everything's ready to go and Nothing, no fish, and you know there's fish there. Uh, I can't put a specific time. I'd say like a lot of sh- a lot of streamer trips when I want to go and catch a big brown on a streamer, right? And it's and I'm hauling the camera around all day for maybe one fish yeah. or, or or none. Yeah, that's miserable. It is. I totally. We've had days totally like that. Yep. Try to make videos with Sean and. Haul the equipment, you get everything set up, and he starts talking, you're filming there, and the fish just don't cooperate. Yeah. But as soon as the camera's not on, you know, it's boom, boom, boom. And yep, yep. You well, know, we went and fished a local creek, and I had caught like 27 trout out of this one hole, and I said to Sean, I was like, hey, we need to go film this video and what I was using. He's like, okay. We went up there four days later, one fish. <laughs> <laughs> it was like, really? Yeah. I mean... You just, you don't know. Yeah. Yeah. And it's so hard too when you're filming. Like for me, I feel bad having somebody go along and film with me. Like if I have you go along, Pat, if you go along and film with me, you're not fishing, you're filming. Mm -hmm. And like, I want to share the fishing time with you. Yeah. I'm the same boat there. Yeah. I've had friends come along and film and I'll buy them dinner or something. Yeah. Well, we try to fish our way up to where we know we want to film and then we fish our way back out once yeah. we try to make the film and i tried to talk my boy into that to becoming a videographer i said i said dude you can travel all over the world yeah, and yeah. get paid for it i said that'd be a sweet job yeah i don't like filming people <laughs> yeah <Jeez>. yeah <laughs> be awesome you could see lots of things i know yeah. That's, oh, man. i mean for instance when we go to africa here in a couple months 
you know, film crews over there. It's like two or three hundred dollars a day to rent a guy to walk around with you. Wow. You know, and you some of them you pay their airfare and mm-hmm. stuff like that. So like you could travel to Africa. Yeah. See all kinds of stuff and get paid to do it. Mm-hmm. Like Who's cool. your film crew, Kelly? Kelly's my film crew. Yeah. <laughs> now I don't feel bad as bad about her filming and not fishing. So she doesn't mind that at all. So but if I'm out fishing with my buddies, I don't want to take fishing time from my buddies. Yeah, it's a big sacrifice. Yeah. I don't I would love to get into hunting, to film in the hunts more, but mm-hmm. it, that's just so much more. It, yeah. More I've, stuff to haul in. And not only that, more movement, more activity. Yeah, I've I've missed out on a lot of opportunities on deer and turkey yeah. because I'm trying to get them on film. Yeah. Oh, especially turkey. Yep. I've lost a lot of turkeys. Yeah. And then you got just so much video to edit and yeah. sift through. That's another thing when you're out doing that. Mm-hmm. And then are you using an external mic or are you? No, I just have the camcorder. Okay. Uh, I, I would like to, to dive into the mic more, but uh, just haven't yet. Yeah, we. that's another thing too. Like that's another thing that chews up time and yeah. your your time in the editing and stuff. Because I, uh, I record with my Zoom H1 with a lapel mic. Mm-hmm. And then I'll just put it over top of my video mm-hmm. footage and uh but heck you got you know you might be fishing for 15 minutes before you catch the fish and start talking yeah yeah and you got to sit there and f- dig through all that to get yeah. out the parts you want and, yeah i never never thought of that yeah there's so much more that that's why i have so much respect for guys that do all the on-stream stuff it's easy to sit behind my desk and shoot my videos <laughs> yeah. i mean i can put them out yeah. at the time but but yeah, to get out on the water is a, a challenge. Yeah, yeah. And a lot of people don't know that. The guys that watch the videos, they do not understand how much time and yeah. effort goes in. A lot of behind the scenes stuff, yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. I mean actually for me to tie a video, a tying video that may be a a, a simple four or five minute tie, but it'll be like ten minutes of video time. That ten minute of video time I'll have six hours wrapped up in it. Yep. It's about what it takes me six hours yep. to, to do one just, video. I actually, before I came here, I was editing a video and I don't know, it took me 15 minutes to shoot it and I'm, I'm not done editing it. Yeah. And I was two and a half hours in editing yep. the whole thing. So it's a lot of behind the scenes work. It is. I mean, I want to like for me tying, my, doing my tying videos, I want to tie the best possible fly I can. Mm-hmm. So I'll tie a dozen of them or so to practice before I sit down and tie one on video so I have that time involved in it. And then, you know, then you're tying it on video. And if it doesn't go right, you have to reshoot it or whatever. You have mm. all that. But but then to sit and edit it all and cut it into pieces. and Yeah. It adds up quick. Yeah. Yeah, with, with tying, you can do it over and over. But, like, I can't make that big buck come in over. No. <laughs> you know, no. It's, it, it's tough with hunting. The stars yeah. have to align. Very yeah. tough. Yeah. yeah. I, I do want to. I I feel like I got a new lease on life since my back surgery, and I really want to get back into hunting again. Like, I mean, I was a taxidermist for ten years, yeah. So I lived in the outdoors, yeah. <laughs> you know, and and for the last eight years, I battled sciatica and stuff, and finally got a back surgery here in October, and I feel like a new man. I yeah, it's like, awesome. I want to hike. I want to camp. I want to mm-hmm. do all this stuff, and so I got to get the camera out with me more. It's just got to happen, yeah. but. Bigger film crew, yeah, better, better equipment, <laughs> yeah, 
Yeah, that's that's the thing too. That's another thing that people don't realize is the expense in the, the equipment. Uh huh. And you can do it on the down low. You can, but your quality's gonna suffer. Yep. 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 I mean GoPros are nice. I've watched lots of videos with GoPros. You you use the GoPro. Here and there. A lot of and underwater stuff if I'm doing that. It's yeah. not bad, but it's not that great either. Yeah, yeah, I'm not a fan of yeah, I'm, I'm not a fan of the what the self angle or whatever the chest mounted yeah, GoPro. Yeah, I, me either. I I get seasick watching. That, <laughs> yeah, to I, be honest. Yeah, and and so that's another reason why I really struggle to get out on the water and film because if I'm gonna do it, I want it to be as good as I can be, yeah. and it's so hard to get the good shot. Yeah. But any other things that you you're into or <sighs> just graduated college. Oh, there you go. Uh, with a fisheries biology degree. So does that help with your fishing any? No. <laughs> <laughs> it, no, it, it it makes me realize how much you actually suck at fishing. Yeah. Uh, like you go electrofish somewhere. Uh-huh. Like we electrofished Penn's Creek this year. Oh, wow. And it is unbelievable okay. how many, just not even the good water that we, we electroshocked. Not even water, like not even like the A riffle. Right. You know what I'm talking about? Yep. And just a slow water knee deep fish everywhere unbelievable how many fish there would be in just a hundred meter stretch and and i think that is a big thing that would benefit you immensely for your competition fishing Mm -hmm. but that's one of the things that we've picked up on fishing with people like gordon and josh and stuff like that that the really good competition guys fish every inch of the creek yep and there is fish in every inch of the creek There there really is and yeah. and that was Penn's Creek. That wasn't Spring Creek or right. Fishing Creek, where it's even higher. Yeah. Uh, and on a smaller stream, even higher trout population. I I can't even imagine. I wasn't lucky enough to go on Spring Creek this year, but Penn's Creek blew my mind. Oh, I and, can and imagine. It really makes you realize. It really makes you humble. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> of, oh yeah. Of how many fish are really there. Yeah, that's. I mean, there's streams around our place here that we fished that I grew up fishing all my life. And never realized there was trout in it like yep. there is until you fish with you, so you either go electroshock it like you did or you fish with some of the top guys, yeah. you know, around. Yep. Well, now a lot of the creeks are starting to get cleaner. It, that is a big thing. I mean, yep. people are more aware mm-hmm. fish that weren't there 30 years ago. Right. Now there's fish there. Yep. Right. 30 years ago, the, the one stream that I'm thinking of close to us here, 30 years ago, the water quality, I didn't see an aquatic insect on it you know there was no hatches and now they're starting to be small sulfur hatches and different hatches coming but that and it really holds fish now yeah it does trout tons of wild trout yep yeah yeah it's there's a lot to be said for the advancements in water quality yeah it's crazy wild trout streams popping up everywhere yes yeah the brown trout have really taken a hold here in pennsylvania yeah they have yeah which I'm happy about let's stock all rainbows and kill no brown trout. Yeah. From, a, from an angling perspective, it, brown trout are awesome. <laughs> well, this year they're going to do more bananas. Yeah. Thank God. More, <laughs> more bananas. Uh, <sighs> I might have to start eating fish this year. <laughs> a lot of potassium. Yeah. Uh. Yeah. <laughs> I hate them things. They never bite. I, I think I casted in maybe forty different 
Palomino's this year. Right. I didn't catch a single one. Right. <laughs> I got a fly for you. <laughs> I'll, I'll, I need it. I'll share something with you. I had a client out this year, and he was an avid fly fisherman. He was a good fly fisherman. And, like, I didn't show him much. I usually do a lot of teaching when I'm out, and he di- I didn't have to show him much. And uh, I, I said, we're going to a spot. There's, like, five or six Palominos yeah. in the whole stretch of water that we're going to fish in. I said, I said, I don't like to fish for him. He's like, I don't like me either. And I said, good. I said, we're not going to fish for him. I said, but if you would happen to catch one, I have a pump. I said, I want to see what them things eat. Yeah, that's a good idea. Yeah, because all the Palom you never catch Palomino on a fly. If you catch it, it's You're on right power bait yep, or yeah. or the guy where we were fishing at he'll catch him every now and then like on a rapala or something mm-hmm. but you never catch you never see one taking a dry no nope. anything like that so we were fishing and we went the whole way up through the stream we saw i think four of them and we got up to the where the fifth one was i didn't even know he was there and he goes is that a palomino there and i said i don't know i don't see him it was down deep Next cast, bam, hey, that is a Palomino. <laughs> and without trying to catch it, he caught it. And I said, well, we're pumping the stomach. All right. So we got it in. We pumped the stomach, and it was just full of like 18 to 22 midges. Wow. All little midges. There was nothing bigger than like an 18 in wow. the stomach. And that was in the spring, in the good part of the year when there were good hatches. Yeah. So What did it eat? It took a little sexy waltz worm. Yeah. A little tiny sexy Interesting. Waltz. That's interesting. Could learn a lot from that. Yeah, I, I did. I mean, because like you said, you never see them surface. Mm-mm. Never. No, and you never like. And I still, I've, I've tried small stuff around them and never did catch another one. Yeah. But, I mean, I don't try hard, but purple pertagon. Oh yeah, was that the secret this that year? That was my secret this year for <laughs> for bananas. Yeah. Well, they stock enough of them in the one stream we're thinking of that. They're just like dumb rainbows. <laughs> Later this year. Oh, There'll be guys lined up. See, that's the thing I hate about them. The guy that the guy that we stay at a camp at, he always says, I hate them palominos. You catch that, it goes on the grill. He yeah. says, they'll fish a hole out faster than anything will. Because <laughs> everybody will move in and fish for yeah, that yeah. palomino and catch every fish around it, but yeah. he'll never bite. Mm-hmm. Yep. And that takes a toll, you know, when you're catching all the fish, whether you release it or not. But yeah. But a lot of times they're fish stocked early in the season, and mm-hmm. and it's the meat hunters. So. Yep, yep. But yeah, they can have them. Yeah, they can get them out of there. <laughs> I mean, right now, this time of the year, winter, that would not be bad to eat stocked trout. Yeah, they'd been on bugs long enough; they'd be good and firm. And but man, in the spring, yeah, nah, that's all right. I'll pass. Yeah, they're it's, slimy, it's, yeah. soft. It's like. <laughs> Pellets. It's like someone dropped your mashed potatoes in like the driveway, <laughs> and you ate it. Yeah. I've been on a kick here lately. Uh, I've been uh, when I sit in here, I have a smart TV. When I tie, I watch a smart TV. So I'm been on a Netflix binge of Meat Eater. Yeah, I love that. Show. Yeah, I love Meat Eater. Probably my favorite show, and it's one of the things that's kind of got me in the mood to get back into hunting mm-hmm. now that I'm able to do it. And uh, but he's all the time cooking something on yep. there. And mm-hmm. the last couple episodes, he's been cooking trout. And I was like, eh, maybe I'll try it again. Yeah, I do like trout, but it's not top of my list. Yeah, I uh, I've maybe kept a few trout in my life. Um, my old boss at I worked for the Fish and Boat Commission over the summer, and uh, my my boss there would always be like, "Wild trout are so good." And he'll keep <laughs> a few here and there, 
you know, yeah. nothing wrong, but whatever. Right. And so me and my two buddies, Memorial Day, uh, we went out and we caught, I caught three wild brown trout, like 12 inches. And it, it, don't, nobody crucify me for this. <laughs> but but I, it's coming. <laughs> but I, but we did and we, we took them home and cut them open. They're just nice orange on the inside and th- yeah. they tasted way better than a, a stock trout. I'm not, I'm not a huge fan of, of trout, so I'm not going to do it again, but it was, it was cool to experience that. Right. Oh, and I, and I don't have a problem with a person keeping a trout every now and then, even a wild trout, but you have to understand the, the fishery that you're yep. taking. Yeah. From. Yeah. This was class A. There was a, there's a ton of fish in there yeah. and, and it was, it wouldn't hurt anything that we took those three, but yeah, it's, it's just when everybody goes in and takes their yep. limit, yeah, yeah. you know, if everybody looks at it as, Hey, you know, I'm only going to eat five this year. Mm-hmm. I'll only take five. I'll maybe take two Not here five every day. Yeah. Because trout don't last in the freezer. Guys like Dan, I just fished 107 days and I kept five trout <laughs> each day. Yeah, just getting my license worth. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> but going back to what you were saying uh, about gut contents, yeah, what was cool is I wanted to see was in what those wild browns were eating, mm-hmm. and they were full of rocks. Really, Pull, I, full I, little pebbles. Yeah, I have seen wow. that myself when I all three of them. Hmm. Yep. It was very see, interesting to see that. Yeah, that is that is interesting. I want probably mistaken, but I wonder if they if it just stays in the body longer. I I don't know how that would work, but but even just I remember when you had Pat Weiss on here, right. and I've read uh, stuff George Daniels says mm-hmm. they're down there eating leaf litter, oh, they're yeah. eating sticks. Yep. You know, they if it has a natural drift, they're gonna eat it exactly. And, you know, and that's. They were just full of rocks, those yeah. browns. Yeah, I mean, it makes sense. If you're a fish, you're going to eat anything that comes by. If it doesn't taste good, spit it back out. Yep, yep. But because you're you're working with such small intake, and like that Palomino I'm saying about taking 18s and 22s, how many 18s and 22s yeah, do you think it had to lot. eat to go and buy? Yep. So not all of that that comes by is going to be a, an yep, insect. So. Yeah. But yeah, that, that's kind of funny about rocks, though. Like. You'd almost think you'd have to dig that. Yeah, it's, I I don't know how they got them. Unless it's case caddis. Could have been digging for... Well, yeah, that's true, too. Could be. Your case caddis could have had the rocks on them. Yeah. Hmm. I didn't think of that. It's a thought. Yeah. But also, you know, you, you, you'll you see it. You'll be fishing, and you'll see the flash on the bottom. They're kicking up the bottom, trying to kick insects and yeah. stuff off Kick the bottom so i mean it, it could just be after yeah afterthought or whatever catching the rocks sam Juan shuffle sam Juan shuffle <laughs> works. That has worked for me i have never done it it worked for me one time on fishing creek in a competition oh yeah yeah was, <laughs> i found out later it's illegal now <laughs> yeah, <laughs> to, yeah, to yeah, do yeah. uh because i was like oh it works and they're like yeah you can't do that i'm like no uh, <laughs> but there's yeah, so many rules to keep up oh uh, there is <laughs> What's the funniest rule you can think of? I, I just the leader stuff, the lengths between everything. Yeah, like keeping your flies a distance apart. I think you're at a disadvantage by putting your flies closer together, and and personally for me, fishing, I kind of think that too. So like, if a guy wants to do that, then why don't you just let him do that? Yeah, you know, I that I don't know. For me, I don't think it's as natural or something. Yeah, yeah, it, I but. Yeah, I like the new squirmy rule. 
getting kicked out. I wish they'd kick all the junk out. But is, is that because the French didn't have dollar stores, or what was that about? I guess it was some somewhere they the they bite the, the trout bite bite the tag of the squirmy off, and they're ingesting it. Oh, and that's okay. I guess why that they want rid of them. Uh, yeah, I knew it was the French that were complaining they would pass about it. That, wouldn't they? I don't. I don't know. Yeah. I'm sure they, they would. Pass yeah. Hawks. yeah, I'm sure they would. Yeah, but it was just. That is crazy. Yeah, I just figured the French didn't have dollar stores and they couldn't get the little squishy <laughs> balls. <but laughs> <laughs> so, it. What would be one of your biggest things that you've learned from competitions? Um. I'm I. I've learned so much. I just from the time I got in to to now, it's unbelievable how much I've learned from just watching every individual fisherman when you're yeah. controlling, how everybody can bring something different to yep. to a new aspect to to fishing, and you learn if you just watch somebody how they cast, how they tie a knot, or just something mm-hmm. little, you can learn something. But like. The big thing that I learned is that there's fish everywhere, and that competition fishing really opened my eyes yeah. to to where fish live. Yeah, and I think maybe that's one thing that people don't realize about competition is you fish. Say you fish four beats a day. There's four beats or whatever. You only fish two of them that yeah. day, and the other two you're controlling or judging. I guess would yep, be yep. another word way to better understand it. Um, the other guy's fishing, and you're measuring his fish and recording it for him while he's fishing. So yep. you're watching another person. Yep. You might draw Pat Weiss. Yep. Or, yeah. you know, who, whoever you're fishing with in the competition, you might draw one of the top guys. Yeah, yeah. And it's like a free guide day. Yeah, it is. I've never got Pat Weiss. Yeah. Every draw, I'm just like, no. <laughs> and when you get thrown in his group, it's like, yeah, forget it. That's okay. way worse. Okay, we're going for second today. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> so, yeah he, he's a he's a freak on the water, but Un- unreal. Yeah, but uh, I don't know. It's been good talk here today. Anything else you want to share with? How about uh, go over all your social media things for us? So we yeah, can I it. I'm on uh, Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube. All of them are Hard Way Outdoors. Um. Yeah, that's it. Uh, okay. Don't do Twitter anymore. I never got into Twitter. Just didn't. <laughs> never did either. Just didn't yeah. make sense to me. So or Snapchat. Never got into Snapchat. Yeah. So, all right. So Hardway Outdoors, and uh, if you want to find you, you can just message you there. And yeah. Uh, so, good job on your hundred fish and hundred and seven fish. Uh, <laughs> Thank you. Seven days. It. That's hundred and seven days. Yeah, hundred and seven days. That's pretty crazy. Yeah. We, a, can, we can try that this year. Yeah, I don't think my wife will go for that. We'll have to move in together. <laughs> yeah. That's all we have to be me and yeah. you. Well, see, you're a little bit. Well, I guess I can't say much. We're about the same distance from a stream, so. Yep. But, I'm only five minutes. Yeah, I mean, about like you. Same here. Minutes. Yeah, it can be five minutes on the stream. It can but, be done. Yeah, I could fish 107 days in a row, but I ain't gonna say I'm gonna catch a fish <laughs> unless we're counting chubs, maybe. Chubs, chubs count. Chubs count. <laughs> This is like competition in Europe. Chubbs count. Yeah. <laughs> so, all right. It was great having you on the show today. I'm glad you took the time to come down. Yeah, here. it was a pleasure. Yeah. And uh, got into some cool conversation there. So thanks a lot for coming down. Thank and, you for having uh, me, guys. Anything else you want to say, Pat? Uh, see you next time. All right, guys. <laughs> see you next week when we bring you another uh, podcast. Yep. Later. See you.
Thank you for listening to another episode of the Bugs and Beard Podcast. This podcast was brought to you by WholesinglersFlyShop.com. Head on over to the website for all your fly fishing and fly tying needs. Plus, you can also find a link there to the Wholesingers Fly Shop YouTube channel. The channel is full of information with over 250 videos covering fly tying and fly fishing techniques geared towards making your time on the water more enjoyable. From all of us here at the Bugs and Beard Podcast, we hope you will subscribe to our channel and tune in next week as we discuss the sport we love so well. Until next time, get out there on the water and tight lines.